Hello there and welcome to 2022 and the first um, episode of the Sith Taker Snapshot podcast of the year. Um, so uh, happy Christmas. Uh, I've missed the last couple uh, and happy new year to everybody. Uh, joining me today is uh, Ben Hibbert. Hi, Ben. Hello. Happy okay. new year. Happy new year. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd be cheerful because I'm about to introduce Liam and I know he well, will be. So. I've, got, I'm, I've got my first day back at work tomorrow. So, you know. Oh, okay. And, uh, and become a teenager during time off. <laughs> staying up to like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, spoiler did it a, a second ago, but also joining myself and Ben is uh, Liam Baker, Ian Barker, whatever you want to call him. Hi, Liam. Hi. How, and I know you didn't have a great Christmas. How was your New Year? Oh, I got absolutely battered at Bongo's Bingo. I saw that picture and it just looked dreadful. Nice. Oh, mate, it's it's great. The first prize was a a life size life size cardboard cutout of Mariah Carey. <laughs> it was Did just you win too, it? Too I didn't. Uh, wow. You could also have won a Henry Hoover, uh, a giant plush unicorn. And a thousand pounds, and I needed one number to win the one thousand pounds. It didn't come out. Ah, uh, but this is like listening. This is like listening to you talking about your dice, but different. <laughs> I don't talk about my dice. Flat, I talk. Flat, yeah. I talk about people talking about their dice. And how they're all absolute tools. Talk about other people's dice. My dice were fine, but his were ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> You know Liam's the first one to bring up the statistics on the dice. <laughs> we all know this isn't true. Uh, it's only worth checking when it's funny. Yeah, when it's absurd, when you know it's going to be minus fourteen one way, and then yeah. and then and then the problem is, is that you you open them up expecting them to be oh yeah it was minus fourteen to me and plus twelve to you, and then you look at them and it goes average dice, and you're like wait what? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, enough of that. Um, so this year, I'm going to just point this out that I got very little Star Wars stuff for Christmas. I, I got I got two pairs of Star Wars socks this year for Christmas, and that's it. That was my Star Wars things. Freddie, my eight year old son, got the Bad Batch shuttle Lego set, which I was raging about, but he got it and I didn't. Surely you're bigger um, than him; you could just take it off him. And and he got the Ahsoka Darth Maul. Um, throne room scene so i have got some good minifigs to just <laughs> quietly move from his bit of lego to mine but unfortunately he really likes the ahsoka so that one's actually going to be a bit of a challenge to get my hands on um but yeah just push him over surely he's stronger than him i am he goes to the um, gym now and everything yeah unfortunately <laughs> his power to weight ratio is quite good he's an awful lot fitter than me so he just doesn't give up <laughs> is it more that he's, he's lower to the ground and close to the vital parts <laughs> oh yeah, Sorry about that. Ugh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Anyway, um, did did uh, did you did you do well for Lego or for other Star Wars related stuff? I got a lot of Lego. Um, I only got I think I got two Star Wars things, uh, and both of them were like a Christmas jumper and a Christmas T shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to buy me uh, Star Wars stuff because we've got so much of it. Oh, I didn't actually, no, I did get one other Star Wars thing. See, I've said for ages to the missus, you know, literally you can buy me anything with Star Wars on it. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll like it because it's got Star Wars on it. So she bought me a Chewbacca face pack mask <laughs> thing. It's like this soaked Chewbacca thing that you put on your face and it makes you look like a Chewbacca when you wear it. Have you it. had it out yet? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore <laughs> it on I, Christmas Day. I bought a similar one for with a Cheshire cat for Emma, and it was really <laughs> scary because it doesn't line up very well at all. No. <laughs> it looked a bit weird, like a weird <laughs> zombie version. I'm pretty sure the missus took a picture. I'll see if I, I can get her to send it over. I'm sure she won't have any problem with me making a fool of myself. But yeah, was, <laughs> you um... do so well at it yourself. Though. I know. I know. <laughs> what about what about you, Liam? Apart from COVID nineteen, what did you get for Christmas? Grabs. Uh, I got a voucher for a tattoo. Wow, a voucher, nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, a four pound one. What, ta- what tattoo are you getting? Is it a picture of your face on your butt? It was a picture of my butt on my face. Nice. I thought that was already there. No, that's your butt on my face. Whatever turns you on. I'm getting it covered up. <laughs> uh, that made no sense. I know. I, I think I actually think I want a Star Wars tattoo, but I want something that's uh, subtle enough that if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know what it is. So you're not oh, a lightsaber on your finger. Oh, well, what? A little lightsaber on your finger. No. Hey, hey. <laughs> you can cut that Liam. out <laughs> you can cut that out too I just said what I said on your finger yeah it took me a second to get it but <laughs> I know you said on my finger uh, you're a bad man so you, you could go full Bartosz and get the big um, the big Padme C3PO X-Wing sleeve thing done that um, is cool to be fair it is but it's not subtle it's no, it's not so. I want like a, a. I think I want like a mythosaur skull or something. Okay. Yeah. Good. Anyway, happy Christmas, happy New Year, all of that stuff done. Well done, guys. Thank you. Um, we got a we got a big present from uh, Dave Filoni um over over Christmas. The Book of Boba Fett did its first episode. I watched that. Um, I did see a funny thing on Twitter though, which said. Disney have got literally the whole of the Star Wars IP to work with, and their first two things are about people in Mandalorian armor. They could have just done like show one stormtrooper, show two also stormtroopers. People <laughs> wouldn't have been as excited because it's Mandalorian. Did, did you watch it? No spoilers. No spoilers. By the way, yeah, I watched it and I loved it. The only issue I have with Star Wars content at the moment is that they only ever want to film on Tatooine. <laughs> it's it, it's cheap because yeah any to... old desert will do <laughs> any old desert or with the technology they use for the Mandalorian and, and probably for Boba Fett as well where it's basically just a massive surround surround screen thing um, green screen what's it thing um, that they just have to go down to B and Q and buy a few bags of builder sand and they're set so <laughs> yeah B and Q did you like that one. Yeah, maybe I just wasn't expecting being cute. <laughs> Probably call it Target in America, don't they? Something like that. Anyway. Uh, well. Yeah, it looks good. So it's every Wednesday's it's coming out. Um, I'm going to be interested to see where they take the story, but I've got a lot of faith in um, Dave Filoni and the... Um, what's his name? The other one, John Favreau. That's him, John oh, yeah. Favreau. Um, the, the two of them. Um because they obviously did a really good job with the Mandalorian, um, stuck the landing as well, which was nice, um, really good. So yeah, it's been it's been handy. One little um, thing that got me there was like obviously in the film, the, the I can't think what it's called now. It's dead scary to fall in it, and he literally just punched through it and burnt it. Oh, the sarlacc. Yeah, because obviously I'm all right saying he gets out of it. We all know he gets out. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it has to, or there's it's, no show. It seemed like it was really easy. I was thinking, like, why has no one else just done that? I don't think anyone else has a wrist-mounted flamethrower. But surely they've had weapons with them. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think I mean, it. it kind of, it kind of was my whole problem with Boba Fett being such a massive fan favorite for so long. With people going, yeah, because he'll have just used his jetpack to fly out of it or whatever, and they didn't notice or whatever. And I was like, I mean, he had five lines, and he, he spoke less than Captain Phasma. And yes, he was cool, but he was just a cool guy in a hat. Um, it's have interesting. You seen the pictures with his hat off. Oh, of the the original actor with his yeah. hat off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Is not it? what you expect at all. Not what you expect at all. Definitely not the the guy who's um, voices and acts and plays and looks like all the clones. <laughs> uh, or Timura Morrison, that's him. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, we'll not talk about too much about Boba Fett in case we accidentally jump into spoiler territory, um, but it's going to be good. Um, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, we have got quite a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of spoilers that have come out from um, AMG over the last three weeks or so um, since we last talked about anything, or two, two or three weeks. Um, so we are going to hit on that. Um, before we get out of the preamble, I want to quickly mention I've sent an email out to everybody who's bought a ticket for the Sith Taker Open. Um, it contains an awful lot of information about the event format, COVID safety, uh, food restrictions, dietary things, everything and anything. Um, basically, please do read it. There is a, a too long, can't be bothered to read at the top. Um, if you just want to know, basically, um, important thing to notice to note is that um, unless AMG actually release a new rules reference guide in the next uh, time of release of this recording, two days, um, it is going to be using all two point oh rules with bids. Um, we are going to run um, a, a set, an event on the Sunday that uses um, the new set of rules um, to be defined exactly what those are. Someone flipping something in the background. Oh, sorry, I'm fiddling with a pen. Yeah, you can hear it dead loud over oh, the top. Okay, um, I'll <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> so um, we're we're going to do uh, we're going to do that, but um, please do read that. Um, if for whatever reason um, you do want a refund, we are closing refunds from the seventh of January. Um, so um, if you do want to refund, contact Element Games directly, um, which is supported elementgames.co.uk. Um, but we are going to try and run the event um, as best we can um, under the current set of COVID restrictions. Um, in happy news, we've sold over 130 tickets. So um, I expect that it's going to be a, a hundred plus people. Um, and we do still have people wanting to buy tickets as well, which is nice to hear. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that was it. I don't want to dwell on it too much because we're going to obviously go major on it for the next few weeks as we're in we're in the lead up to it. Um, so card spoilers. Boop boop. Card spoilers. Let's have some. Uh, so uh, <laughs> over the course of <laughs> over the course of Christmas, um, there was a couple um, of uh, a couple of three um, different things released, um, and it's all about the. Um, Two packs: the Razor Crest and the um, the Pride of Mandalore card pack. I think there was a couple from the Razor Crest as well, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah um, I think we've pretty much talked about those before. So it was the the Child and the Mandalorian, and then um, Relentless Pursuit was. Yeah, they didn't release too much. Um, mm-hmm. So we can start off talking about Pre Vizsla, um, who is a crew slot. He adds a white coordinate to your ship, um, and Yes, yeah, he's scum needs more of. 
yeah, scum were separatists. So um, we're we're separatists. Went, oh, and scum went. Oh man, we've got no coordinates. And then they got that um, gamut key card. Um, this uh, this set of cards that we're about to read through, you you will not be short of options for coordinates for your scum ships, um, or your separatists. So uh, this guy is while you perform a coordinate action, you can choose a friendly um, brew remote. So these will be the the Mandalorian troopers, the the jetpack people who you can deploy from your ship. Um, uh, instead of another friendly ship, so you can coordinate them. But instead of performing an action, they can relocate forward using hard ones or a two straight um, template. So, um, from what I remember, from what these ships can do, um, or what the remotes can do, basically, if you fly over the top of them, you take a strain. So this is, or if you overlap them, you take a strain. So this guy can probably um, coordinate them so that they um, boost forward, um, like two straight into your hard one into your ship. Rather than them got, having to relocate like, in the system phase, can they do two attacks or something? They've got two charges. Yes. Or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they can yeah. do two charges. So, um, and I think it's like range one or range two. I can't remember. We no, could I, dig I, it I know it was cool. I know I liked it. Yeah, it's nice. It's pretty nice. Um, but I mean, without knowing what they are, it's it's hard. I think to figure out how that will, well, where that will find a home, um, or how it will be played. But yeah, because. You know, at first, I thought it'd be good with the probe droids or something, but then I, I reread it where it's only crew remotes, isn't it? And then, then you read it. Yeah. Went, I was oh, like, oh, right, lame. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just scan read it like I always do. <laughs> um, the next one is... I mean, um, white coordinate's always good, even if you don't use the other bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, white coordinate, stick him on the ship, and, you know... There's a lot of ships in Scum, especially Scum, that can take a crew. Yeah. So you're just basically giving any ship. Yeah, it's like tactical officer, but with something different. Yeah, attack officer's red, though, isn't it? Uh, yes. And I think it specifies it has to be an action on your bar as that's, well. That's right. So it's probably well, better. This is just a normal coordinate. So Yeah. So, I mean, this should be like three or four points, I suspect. Yeah. Um, like a, a fairly average crew cost. Um, I think it just, just the first bit's good and the second part's a... Maybe you'll use it. Yeah. It'd be nice to see. Yeah. Nice to see. Um, next one, Tal Merrick. And I can't remember who Tal Merrick was in the show, but all of these are characters from the Mando show. Um, so Tal Merrick set up before placing forces, choose one enemy ship and assign the false friend condition to it. Action. If the false friend condition is not assigned to an enemy ship, assign it to an enemy ship in your front arc, arrange not to two. Um, and false friend condition is um, during the system phase, um, if the false friend is in range not to two of you, you have to flip your dial face up. Um, so it basically, if Tal Merrick is close to you, the, the, he just looks at your dial. Um, I don't think this card will ever see play because I think that AMG will ban it. Um, I'm actually quickly. really disappointed that they actually bothered posting this. Like, What's the point? I understand it's coming in the box, but if they know they're going to ban this sort of things, there's no need to publish it. Yeah, uh, the it's ban list a... is only for a certain format of tournament. You're still going to have a extended one where it's everything, so you'll still be able to use it. Oh, I know, but for they're saying that OP will not be that extended. List. Yeah, it's just a bit. <laughs> seems a bit daft saying that we're getting rid of dial peaking to then publish something about a dial peak. 
yeah, I mean, because because that's one thing that they did say in the in the the stream just before Christmas, wasn't it? Was that dials are sacred? We're going to get rid of dial peaking, um, and then literally on the thirty first of December, they post um, on a, <laughs> a, a tweet slash Facebook post with these cards on it, and one of them is a big old dial peak thing. And it is in the system phase, and there's not a lot that you can do it. But um, there is. It's worth saying that that you can also um, use an action to That's gain a deplete and a stress, and um, to discard it. So it's not a you will forever permanently have this thing on you. So um, you know, in setup, they put the false friend condition on it. You immediately first turn yeah, use an obviously. action to discard it, <laughs> uh, and then do a blue the turn after, and then you're pushing your. Um, your opponent into the position where they need to then spend an action in a turn where they might not want to not have a token um, to, to to do that. So, yeah. You definitely anyway. just dispose of it straight away. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it would be the, the second time you put it on someone, probably more. Yeah. It depends, like, if, you, if it's on a ship that you're not that bothered about them seeing that dial, because then it stops them putting it on something else, but... I can't imagine someone would put it on the wrong ship. <laughs> I mean, you're going to put it on I mean, some tier. Or I played against or... you, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say that with love. Thanks, Ben. It's okay. Um, so that was the uh, that was the first spoiler. Was I'm Tal the fault friend. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just let you know now, Rich, that Tal Merrick was in the Clone Wars TV show. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't remember. She's a was. You know he's just been good. Oh got yeah, it's the set ah oh, yeah, okay. I'm started watching Clone Wars again with the boy, so um I'll I'll get back round to it once we get through the first eight series or whatever it is. We get to the bit where Mandalore's happening. Um so I've never seen it all. I'm on, in the process of going through it all. It's it's good telly. It's not the kind of thing that you need to really focus your attention on though. Um, there's a lot of it's... I noticed there's a lot of fillers. Yeah. It's a kid's show, so you know, I mean, a, bit makes, of, a bit of plot every and, three episodes and, and reinforce it. it a lot. It makes yeah. the prequels better, I think. <laughs> it, it, it makes the prequels make sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unpopular opinion, but I don't mind the prequels. I, I like mean, the prequels. They've got space wizards and they're good yeah. meme fodder. So, you know, and it's what's got the single like? greatest Star Wars song. Which, oh, Jewel of the Fates. Of course. Yeah. I'm surprised I need to tell you. I, th oh, I, mean, I, was thinking, I was thinking, hang on, Cantina? No. You're wrong. Yeah, Judah the Fates is something else. If I wasn't scared, if I thought that I'd get away with it, I'd put it on in the background now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so uh, then five days, five days ago or five days after that, the week after, they've launched another pack. Um, and everybody went, ooh, what could be in this pack that's interesting and not for Scum and Separatist for Pride of Mandalore? And it turned out that it's all for scum and separatists. So um, we started off <laughs> looking that way. Um, all the ones you don't play, it always makes me happy. <laughs> so sad. Uh, so the you you fought into scum. No, no. I think it's too think big. It's too big. So you dabbling here and there. I'm too much of a completionist. It's and it's too big. I can't. I can't go into a faction that's that big. Um, Treat yourself, so. babes. Oh, with that attitude. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until some people who get really cross sell out, and then I'll buy some scum lists. Uh, you know, fifty you know, for. I've been looking the for him because that's what happened at the end of one point. I bought up loads, and, and no then, one, no one's selling out yet. 
Not yet. Everybody's clenching and waiting to see if it's as bad as they think it might be or, <laughs> or not. Um, so the the first crew slot that they've done in this one is Maul. Um, so he's obviously a unique named character. So um, and he has scum only two crew slots though. So this is Maul in his kind of season eight of the Clone Wars TV show. Seven. seven. Is it, does it only go to seven? Does it? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, season seven, well, season six and seven, probably, of the Clone Wars. Um, it's a lovely bit of art of him sitting kind of confidently and cockishly on the uh, on the, the throne of Mandalore. Uh, holding the dark, holding the dark saber. Holding the dark one. Uh, the dark saber. It's just been dubbed. Um, so it, it is, he has two crew slots um, because he needs one for him and one for his ego. Um, and uh, he adds an illicit slot, which is interesting. Um, he gives one force and a purple coordinate. Um, so yeah, no text. That's that's it. He's basically I mean, basically yeah. he's going to give someone a, a force power, isn't he? No one's that yeah. bad about the um, illicit slot. The purple coordinate's interesting, but it's always nice to add a force slot on something if you can. Yeah, I've got I've got a question about the mall art. No, sorry, and just the the, the design choice of mall in general. Uh, why does he wear trousers? <laughs> he got robot legs. Maybe he's embarrassed about them. I wouldn't be. Yeah, no, but you walk around in public. You clearly have no embarrassment. That's very true. I, I, I've got <laughs> a I've got a I've got a, a cynical response to that, Liam. It's because it's 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 easier to draw the art of trousers than robotic <laughs> legs. I, yeah, that, I mean, that artwork is really cool. It, it is. is really good. Yeah, I can see that being turned into alt arts. Left I'd right love and to see like a full a full card version of it. I I don't think you'll have to wait long because people love a bit of Darth Maul. Absolutely love a bit of Darth Maul. Because it's that, usually the pictures are a bit bigger than what we actually get, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So there's probably I don't know where you find the rest of the artwork though. Yeah, I mean you can if you can find out who did the art, which you can normally do, um, then you can reach out and you can find the original art and stuff. But um, it'll be owned by AMG. They'll, they'll have had it done yeah. years ago for something else, and they're just like, oh yeah, pull that one in. That's a good one for him. <laughs> I don't, I'm a bit disappointed in this as a card though. Um, I, I think that they could have given him a much cooler ability than just adds an illicit slot and a purple coordinate. That you know that this is maybe this is more at the height of his influence, influence, influential kind of period where the only person probably politically more powerful than him is Palpatine. Um, you know, kind of Palpatine coming to the height of his power, and you know, Maul obviously um, isn't quite up at that level of political and, and force power, but. Um, just going, oh yeah, just feels a bit like they've turned it in, like they want to release it. As Maybe they were the trying to make him, a, I know it doesn't work as well with the fluff, but they were just trying to make him a bit cheaper because the other mall is quite expensive in it. But then I suppose it works on that. It seems aggressive, doesn't it? Take a um, damage, get one back away. Yeah. And interesting, this one's got nothing to do with Ezra Bridger, nothing to do with any of that bit of storyline, nothing to do with Obi Wan. It's basically just scum only, two crew slots. Let's go. So, anyway, Is next we'll one, get a robot leg mall. <laughs> hope not. Uh, not a spider leg one. I mean, not a robot leg. Spider leg mall would be cool. 
Yes. But he, he has to be going really mad, like properly driving himself mad or like doing something bonkers in, <laughs> in his ability, um, perhaps. Anyway, do you want to run us through Rook cast, Ben or Liam? After you perform a red action, you may gain one strain token. While you perform an attack, if you are strained, you may change one of your blank or eye results to a hit result. It also gives you a uh, red target lock. Scum so, only. So one crew, you perform a red action. Cool, that's the red target lock that's on the card. Um, and it's a crew slot. And you take a strain to get... Uh, it's quite good, because if you target lock in, then you can re-roll whatever's there. And if you still come up with a blank or an eyeball, you get one hit out of it. Yeah, it makes the uh, the lock a bit more valuable, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's a you're kind of getting a double mod out of it. Mm. It, I mean, it's 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 definitely it's like a, a mod, mod and a half, isn't it? It's like accuracy corrector in version one or whatever yeah. it was called, um, guidance chips kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's not a primary attack; it's an attack. Um, so you could be using this on munitions. So you do a red lock, and then that gives you um, lock. And uh, and then a freebie for whatever happens if the lock doesn't work out. Obviously, um, a lot better on high initiative because if you're lower, you may get shot and the strain will go. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I can't see it being on the lower stuff, but higher up. It, it, I mean, that's a, that's a good point because that gives you interesting um, target choices and target priority choices because you decide that you want to target. Um, you know, a more valuable ship versus the one with root cast on it because yeah. root cast is strained. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. Do I want to take away that focus mod um, or that free mod that she's got and just leave her with a lock? Um, or do I want to shoot the thing that I actually want to be shooting? So it's... Yeah, I guess you can kind of force a split fire, couldn't you? Would yeah. this be good on a Bosk? I, is he too low initiative? Because people just shoot the bosk anyway, don't they? Exactly, so the strain's going to stop one one green die being rolled. Yeah, but it also turns off the ability of an eyeball or a blank to hit, because you're not strained anymore. Um, Yeah, right, that's a good point. I think we'll see this in play, though. I do think that this will see play. Yeah, I think this will see play, definitely. I'm just trying to think what it'd be good on. There's quite a lot. Dengar. (laughs) Yeah, like a proton top Dengar or something. Yeah, Dengar's decent. Uh, what other what fire sprays are there that aren't Boba? Koshka. Eamon. Eamon. <laughs> Liam's favourite. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a bit a of kind of, that kind of thing. And it's crew, so you know you could put it on a hawk. I'd say with... there's, a, there's a lot of things in Scum that yeah. can take, you know, a, a crew. Yeah, drop a wee crew on there and work away. And a double modded attack on a cheap ship is fine, you know. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, we've had Maul, Savage Oppress next. Now, this guy is Scum or Separatist. Um, so Rootcast was Scum only. This guy is Scum or Separatist. Have you got the cards up, Liam? Do you want to run through this one? Yeah. After a friendly ship in your front arc at range 1 to 2 gains a stress or strain token, uh, you may spend one force. If you do, the ship gains one focus token. Uh, it gives you a force token, a force charge that's recurring, mm-hmm. uh, and it takes one crew slot. I so that don't combos, hate this. 
Go on, Liam. Go on, Liam. Uh, this is just another way of... Uh... It pairs quite nicely with Rookcast. Mm-hmm. So you can get your big double mod there. I think it's a solid card. It'll see some play. Even if, if it's cheap, it's a cheap force point. With a decently situational uh, condition. I can see this being released at a low price point and then being raised because it's been abused. Work with um, old school Marl as well, won't it? Yep. It's a bit like Leia in Rebels in the Falcon. It's a bit like her ability for when yeah. they do a, an execute a red, she can spend a force to give them a focus. But it's also a bit like Obi's ability in Republic um, that when a ship lands in some way, he can spend a force to give them a focus as well. So it's trading a half mod up for a full mod which is always good, um, but it has to be on a different ship. Um, it's like on a fire spray, you can de-reinforce and then uh, you get your focus as well. Yeah, that's tasty. As, as long as the fire spray is in the front arc of the ship that Savager presses a crew on. So, yeah, yeah he, he, he could be sitting in the back rank on a support ship quite comfortably. You have a gauntlet following up a fire spray. You're gonna, you're gonna have a good time. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna see a fair bit of that gauntlet and fangs, aren't we? Gauntlet and fire sprays. It'll be good. It's yeah. definitely not gonna fit in my bag. I'm gonna have to carry it separate. Oh man! So can't you drive it? <laughs> you what, sorry? Aren't you able to drive it? <laughs> no, I'm too heavy. <laughs> so, so, so I just thought about fangs with their want to. Um, boost focus or focus boost or whatever it is um, pretty much every turn um, we'll then have two focuses um, mm-hmm. one for defence, one for offence um, if you've got three fangs flying around in front of a gauntlet with him on it or in front of a fire spray with him on it um, yeah, it'd be tasty it'd be tasty, quite like that and as you said Liam no <laughs> um, but as you said, Liam, or nothing else to it. He's going to be, you know, between ten and fourteen points, and he'll be a force point for your list. I reckon so. he'll come out about eight, eight or nine. Yeah, and then go up. I think yeah. that's the problem with any force point. The, the the single greatest thing they do is just be an extra mod. Most yeah. of the time, it is just better for them to be a mod. I mean, do you know what both sides of the palp do? Something to do with stress and something to do with focus tokens. <laughs> See what I mean? No one do uses yeah. it. I think Jason. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, J- Jason used it for angry palp or something. Ang- angry, angry palp. Yeah, he put it on Wolf and flew it around with Anakin in an N one starfighter, um, and he flipped it like at the start, and he basically spent the entire time. Every time he did, like Anakin was hitting combat with like. I have three focuses, six evades, and a target lock or something. It was stupid. stupid. Um, cool. Prime Minister Almec, then. Republic or scum? So here we go. Republic. So it's a <laughs> two-sided card, and it's it's pretty cool, because this is another guy from the Clone Wars uh, uh, TV series. Um, so set up this, fa- this side face up. Um, after a friendly <laughs> ship at range, 0-2 to two reveals a white manoeuvre. If it has no green tokens, it can gain a stress token to gain a calculate token. During the end phase, if you have two or more stress tokens, flip this card. So he can do it to himself, it's range zero to two, or to a friendly ship. 
Um, basically, you can go, all right, I'm going to do a, I need to do a wipe here. So, um, but I'm stressed. Um, so I'll gain another stress and a calculate token. So you're getting a half mod um, instead of being modless if you have to do a white move, but you end up double stressed. Um, but you can do it to yourself. Hey. Hang um, on. That everyone says, likes doing it to themselves. It just says after you reveal a white maneuver, which yeah. at that point you won't have a token anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. you take the stress, get the calculate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not a fan, to be honest. You can do it with R4 if it's a Republic ship or a scum ship with an astromech slot and a crew slot. Um, so R4 reveals a white maneuver but then turns it into a blue. Um, so you could have a calculate and then move and then take your normal action after you clear it with um, R4 clearing the stress. Um, so there's like little edge cases of it, but um, it's also not an action. So you can do it when you're stressed anyway, um, or if you're going to go over a rock or blah, blah, blah. Basically, you can you can get a you can get an action onto. So it's one of those things where you're tossing a half action to something that otherwise wouldn't be able to get one. Um, so it's not great, but it's okay. But he then flips because it's a two sided card. So um, and the other side is called Almec Mole's Puppet, and it says after a friendly ship at range zero to two fully executes a red maneuver. That ship may perform a calculate or focus action on its action bar, even while stressed. So that's good. That's because really good. that's not limited. So you could K-turn your entire list and they all take focuses. <laughs> I and didn't notice that. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a it's it's not a it's it's not a once per turn, it's not charged, it's not while stressed, you may, it is just if you do a red maneuver and you execute it, you can take a focus. And if you're at zero to two of him, you can do that. So this is a phenomenal thing, and it's trivial to flip this card. It's not a difficult oh, yeah. thing to do. You know, you do white moves two turns in a row, and you use his ability on himself, um, and then he flips, and then you're fine at that point. So um, yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be everywhere. I think this is like layer levels for. Rebels, I think this is going to be crazy good. Um, I'm not sure. Whenever you, I suppose you still get the stress, don't you? I was going to say you could do it every turn, but you can't. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's actions on the turn where you normally don't get actions. Yep. So, you know, it, it massively reduces the, the risk factor of doing that K-turn. Like, I'll do a K-turn, fine. I'll get, I'll get my focus anyway, or my calculate anyway. Um, and yeah, it's Republic or Scum, so it'll be interesting to see um how this sinks in with you know jedis with clones um as well as with um as well as with the the various bits of jank that scum can can bring to the table um yeah Maul's puppet is really strong not so sure about prime minister almec um, i think i think he's going to spend exactly one and a half turns on the table every time <laughs> he turns up <laughs> and then he's going to put his mando helmet on and pull out his blaster um but again, good art. And uh, yeah, that's us to the end of that that bit of pack. So, I mean, those are some iconic characters like Maul and um, Savage Press have been, you know, people have wanted um, them turning up. And it's great to see them um, mining um, what is very good quality Star Wars content in the Clone Wars for characters and characters that are, you know, iconic. Um, I, I've been reminded of something I said 
a couple of years ago, which was Scum's getting too big, they should split it and have a Mandalorian faction. And this is making me think that that might happen. I don't know when, but it's making me think it might happen because this is heavy, heavy, heavy Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. It would, I think that would be interesting. Just, there's no yeah. way to, like, Scum's hard to sort of balance, isn't it? Because there's just so much crazy stuff you can do. Yeah, it, it, it's twice as big, almost. as um, I think it's more than twice as big as the, the four small factions, and it's not quite, um, but it's about a third again as big as Imperials and Rebels. Um, it's funny, really, considering it came quite a while after in 1.0, um, Imperial and Rebel, didn't it? I think so. But, um, yeah, yeah, Scum came much later down the line. Oh, yeah, of course it did. But what you've got to remember... I've just remembered because the original Fire Spray and um, the Boba Fett ship yeah. came out as Imperial, Imperial. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, what you've got to remember is that the bounty hunters are cool and there's a lot of it's cool. So, you know, stuff comes out. Yeah, we can release that. You know, there's a lot of content floating around in Scum and Villainy where, you know, yeah. if it's not an iconic movie ship, you don't want to put it into one of the big factions, into one of the, the mainline factions in inverted commas. Um, <laughs> but you can, you can always jam something into the... Um, into the scum and villainy faction because you know yeah just shove it in there it's a star wars ship even if it looks like a toilet seat and can only turn left it's fine just shove it in. <laughs> i um, suppose they, they could always do like a different eras of scum couldn't they like i don't know how you'd word it but like a, an earlier sort of prequel sort of time scum and then i think um, if you just split into two you'll be fine so you have you can have your middle age so like your rebel imperial age scum which can yeah. mix with uh, early era scum, but it can also mix with late era scum, but late era can't mix with early era. I think that's probably the best way to do it, but it's yeah, it's hard it's to do, isn't it? I guess difficult to govern. Yeah. Also, I uh, just want to point out that, that there is some man, uh, Razor Crest stuff that we hadn't had. There is, yeah, the Razor Crest title. I knew itself. I was right. Go on, do, you 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 can talk about <laughs> it since you were right. <laughs> so so the title is um set up is place one non-limited illicit upgrade face down under this card and then during the system phase you may reveal that upgrade and equip it as if it were equipped at setup without paying its point costs it also gives you an evade into a linked red barrel roll <clears throat> so um i mean that means you can literally bring every single illicit and decide Later on in the like an event, can't you? It's quite fun. Yeah, so you bring them in your in your bag, and each event when you're doing setup, you look at what they're playing, and you stick a an illicit underneath this card, um, of your choice. This this is going to come with its own FAQ, and it's not <laughs> going to be a small FAQ. Um, first of all, in terms of cost, I think it's going to cost whatever the most expensive illicit costs. Um, yeah. So the thing that you're buying here is the flexibility to sideboard your your list to a, a yeah. minor extent. Um, even that, gonna... or it'll be like a point cheaper, so you feel like you're getting a money's worth. I I don't even think so, but I think it's going to cost exactly the same as whatever the what is the most expensive illicit. Imagine how shocked we're going to be when it's like one point. <laughs> yeah, just one point. <laughs> is it five points for the rigged cargo? Seven points for Babu Frick. Uh, it's non-limited though. You can't say non limited rigged cargo shoot four. Oh, four. There you go. Yeah. It'll be, it'll think... be four points because it gives you the evade and spell roll. 
yeah um yeah that and that, and that's good um I mean, there's a load of questions here, like, um, does it break the only one of each type of upgrade? Like, so can you have two copies of false transponder codes if you've got an illicit slot? Um, does it need to have an empty slot when you come to equip it in the systems phase? Um, or can you just equip it anyway? Um, you know, there's there's all sorts hmm. of, you know, what what if, what about kind of questions that TOs are going to have to um, are going to have to field until AMG or D and Chris make a, a ruling um, as to as to what you can do with this um, because it's yeah it's breaking all sorts of rules that have previously never been broken in cards just, before. Just so, do the way that I say, just do whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah, do whatever you want. It's fine. It's <laughs> probably okay. I mean, if it's only got if it hasn't got an illicit slot. If, well, the Razor Crest will have an illicit slot. If it's only got one illicit slot, then maybe it won't like, have any. Yeah, maybe it won't have any. Then it's interesting because then you can't equip the illicit upgrade when you pull it out. You go, <laughs> I'm going to put this in my missile tube um, <laughs> or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, we have to wait and see what the the upgrade list is um, or the upgrade bar is going to be. Um, we have to see whether they have an FAQ for it already um, or what. But, I mean, I think it's cool, like, as a as a design space, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I really like um, it. It's got FFG written all over it, this. Though this, yeah, is, this, yeah. has got, this has got Max Brooks and Brooke Flugelever written all over it. This is, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that they like to design. Um, so, but, I mean, yeah, it's cool. And uh, it's called the ST-70 Assault Ship, if you were wondering. Um, if it's not the <laughs> Razor Crest, it's an ST-70 Assault Ship. Um, have we? Um, I know it's a bit. Off, it's kind of off topic, but have we actually seen any of the pilots? Um, uh, what do you mean? Except the Mando card. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we have. I think there's a generic. Some generics did the rounds. Um, I think I can't. It'd be remember. interesting if there was literally just generics and the Mando. Tell you what, you, you two, you two talk about the hotshot tail blaster, and I'll scroll down through the AMG Twitter account and see if I can see anything. Okay, uh, this is another one that seems pretty. Uh, I like this. I like it now, but like with new rules, it might become might be a bit redundant, really. But anyway, might be pants pie, yeah. Might be what, mate? Two pants pie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've sent me off that memo laugh. <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> it's an elicit hotshot tail blaster. This attack can be performed at range zero. The attack, you spend one charge, it is oh. two red, uh rear arc, and it's range zero to one. It can only be equipped on a medium or large ship as well. I guess it's cool for giving you a rear arc. Um two shots you know on chips that don't necessarily have it yeah i'm sad about the whole the whole thing of this seems to be that you sort of make people but you can still shoot them yeah um, so it feels like it's going to be redundant yeah but if it's free it's not gonna be free. i don't think it's going to be free i mean it will be on the razor crest uh, yeah fair it's the fact that it's two, you only get two charges as well. That's what I mean. If if it didn't have the charges thing and didn't mention anything about range zero, it, it'd be cooler, I guess, now. Um, I suppose, though, like with Scum, you've got cutthroat, you can get charges back. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. Just, 
I just don't know what they'll do if it runs out of batteries. <laughs> You're daft sad. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find anything, so I'm stopping looking because I'm bored of scrolling now. Yeah. So, um, Liam, I don't know one, if you heard, Liam broke me and I couldn't talk. I, I did, that. I did. Um, I, I, <laughs> I had to I, turn I, the I, microphone off so I could swear <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I quite like this, but again, as you said, this attack can be performed at range zero is sad. There are probably going to be an errata coming about what things that currently work at range zero can do, like because the, the rules that they've talked about is that you can't modify if you're um, doing a range zero attack. Um, so it might be that if you've got the ability to attack at range zero, you can modify that attack or whatever. But um, the thing that makes me sad about this is that it is um, so much better than the, the resistance version. Um, <laughs> Always turns uh, it back oh, to resistance somehow. Oh, it's so much better. Like, no time requirement. The what? Change the record. Nobody cares about resistance. And it gives you That's a rare why arc, no new which means... For them. It gives no you a rare arc so you can't be outmaneuvered. <laughs> it gives you a rare arc so you can't be outmaneuvered as well. It's going to cost like three points because they don't Is know it... how to point these things. It doesn't actually give you a rare arc. It's just to perform oh, that attack, it it's got to be in your rear arc. Oh, okay. No, it's not so good. So you would still be outmaneuvered. And I'm sure outmaneuvered is printed front arc as well. Uh, no, 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 it says fire arc. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Which is why it's really difficult to outmaneuver a fire spray. <laughs> yeah, we know you like them, Liam. It's the only ship you like. It's a beautiful ship. <laughs> and to be fair, my favourite looking ship isn't in X Wing, so. By cool. default, it's in the fire spray. What, what is your favourite ship? Why did you ask him? We could have just left it. Awkward. It was I'm a, interested. It's the D5 Mantis. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. but It's from, it's from an old Star Wars game. It's like Knights of the Old Republic or something. Is it? Are you sure it's not from Babylon 5 or something? 100%. It's beautiful. Just Google right. it. I have. It's really ugly. It's really nice. What's it called? D5 D- Mantis Patrol Craft. It was a rare top of the line starship during the Cold War. Yeah, that's That's why Liam likes it. Russia used it. It looks like you. Oh, blocky and horrible. It looks like it doesn't move that quick, but sometimes it can. (laughs) Is that you when the buffet opened? Yeah. Right, crack on before we just carry on insulting um, each other. We've already talked about overtune modulators when they were released before. Um, so they're coming in the um, they're coming in the Mandalorian pack as well, in, in the Razor Crest pack. And we have seen that the model now, both in the box and in the hands of, of AMG as they painted it, weird colours like brown or whatever. Um, so it looks really nice. It's a lovely model. I've got it on pre-order uh, and I'm quite looking forward to putting it on my shelf of Mandalorian stuff. Um, <laughs> it'll never leave that shelf uh, it might, you never know no it won't, it won't. <laughs> I'll use it for hot shots and aces or something <laughs> um, and then we, we come to the last the last set of cards um, so uh, back to Maul again, uh, it's Maul in the gauntlet fighter as the pilot so we talked about the, the, the gauntlet before um, so it's got three front, two back um, gun, two greens Nine hull, two shields, and Maul has got three force. White focus and target lock, red reinforce and coordinate um, are the standard actions on that. 
Um, now, Maul's ability on this one is while you perform a coordinate action, if you choose a ship with an initiative lower than yours, his initiative is five, you may spend one force. So you do a red coordinate, then you spend a force. If you do, the action is white. So instead of a red coordinate, it's white. Um, and you can spend... Uh, so you, and you may coordinate an additional friendly ship with an initiative lower than yours. Each friendly ship you coordinate this way gains a strain token. So the idea being, obviously, that they've all moved and taken an action. You then move, do effectively battle meditation, um, additional coordinate at the cost of a force, um, and then give them all a lock or an evade or whatever. Um, but they get a strain token as a result of that. Um, if you have... Uh, I was going to say it's initiative lower, so it's not the same or lower. So there's no way that you can do it unless you coordinate somebody. If you have a low initiative coordinate boat that coordinates mole to coordinate other people, then they can do a blue and get rid of the strain. Um, but no, that doesn't work. It would. You can't coordinate a ship to make it coordinate you back. But you then to coordinate again. No, but. If I've got an I-1 ship with a coordinate on it, I, that ship can move and coordinate Mole, and then Mole, using the coordinated action... Oh, you are a junk master. ...does a coordinate to two other ships that are an initiative lower than Mole, oh, they can God. then move and get rid of the strain. It's... And that's why Richard makes awful lists. <laughs> <They're> like... <laughs> I never said it was good. You can use like L337 or something with it, can't you? Yeah, and I, I never said this was good. Um, <laughs> I, I said that it's possible, <laughs> um, but it's like trying to figure out ways to make Sabine Gunner give you Janors twice. You know, it's it's that, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not likely to happen, but it'll be fun if you ever manage to get it off. Um, it's I one of those the, things. The six dice gunshot in it, whatever it. Was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thirteen dice it was you could get before they put the hard cap of six in. Whenever. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, what do you think of this? I mean, it's going to be good, isn't it? Um, it? It's on a gauntlet, so, you know, he's going to be floating about the place. It's such a nice-looking ship. <laughs> no. But it's literally half the size of the table. Oh, I know, yeah. It's it's the one that I haven't b- bought yet, because I don't know if I've got anywhere I can put it in my house. <laughs> I can't hide it. It's too big. It's, it's not like buying another ETA, too. It's just like, oh, yeah, I already own three of these. It's fine. I mean, it's on an epic peg as well, so you'll put it on the table, and it'll be scraping the ceiling lights. <laughs> and it's going to get knocked over so much. It's just going to get knocked over every game. <laughs> I can oh, see well. it spending most of the game on the side. Oh, yeah. It looks really good on your shelf at home. Um, and the wings and, move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks really cool. It's a really, really cool model. I will end up owning one because it's such a cool model. But Yeah. Um, I actually really like this card as well. Um, yeah. Like, I just see it flying around with maybe some fang. I'm not saying it's going to be good, but it'd look cool. I, I like think a load they're... of little fangs and then this coming up in the rear or something. Yeah. And, and they are basically... The, the, they're, they're crafting abilities for the gauntlet, for the pilots for the gauntlet, that basically say to you, use the ship in a certain way. It's it's a very, you know, they, they, they're kind of saying, this wants to be a massive support ship flying around supporting things that move before you, um, and then you fly it behind them and help them out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, I do like it. Um, do you think you'll be able to fit Sell at Mall and then three Zealous recruits? Oof. What does a Zealous recruit cost? It'd be 41. cool if it did. 41? Yeah. Uh, so if, if 77. Sit, if Mall sits at around 70 points, you're golden, I think. And that could pack a punch because uh, Ollie Pocknell. I was going to say, Ollie used, didn't he? With... Ben and three of them. Ben and three. Yeah. He's just smashing stuff up with that. I mean, this makes sure that your I1 uh, fangs hit harder as well. Yeah. I like this. I don't know if it'll... I suppose 70 is, a, is big. It's a high number. But with three fours, I don't know if he'll come in cheap enough. Be interesting. We don't talk about points in this podcast anyway. Um, next pilot, Rook Cast, Stoic Super Commando. We've seen Rook Cast as a uh, as a crew. Here she is as a pilot. Before you engage, you may gain one strain token. While you perform a primary attack, if you are strained, you may change one of your blank or focus results to it. So it's the same ability, but in a gauntlet. So, it's on, just on yourself, though, isn't it? Uh, oh, the others are crew. Uh, yes. Ignore me. I'm talking nonsense. Yeah, so the other one's a crew, so it's on that ship that she's crew on, and this is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting mistaken with something else. Yeah. It's fine. So, okay, so it's it's double modding. Um, Again, you've you've got to do it at the right time, though, haven't you? You well, are in a shift three. Yeah, but this is... So there's, there's a before, chance for you to lose that strain, though. No, because this is before you engage, you gain the strain. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, um, that's better. Yeah, because you can then clear it with your blue next turn. But it's got dreadful blues, if I remember. So, um, yeah, seems okay. Yeah, uh, soft mods are good. Yeah. Um, I guess it's better, actually, on a lower ship and with um, getting a strain, because you can blue manoeuvre. If you're the lowest ship, you can just blue manoeuvre it away next turn. It doesn't yeah. matter. And, I mean, you've got... Two greens, <clears throat> nine hull, and two shields. So most <laughs> of the time, you're going to be pretty okay with taking a strain anyway. So, and you can always just opt not to, um, you know. So yeah. Anyway, I like it. Uh, yeah, and then there's an I1 generic. Cool. <laughs> there is there is some more cards after that as well. Is there? Yeah. Have I lost two. They're so Katano. I don't know if oh, it's new. Oh, yeah, I've got them. I've got them. Go on. So Go after, after you've, uh, this is Ahsoka for Republic or Scum, which gives the ship one force. And then after you fully execute maneuver, spend one force to choose a friendly ship in your, I don't know what you call it, the rear half uh, at range one to two. If you do, that ship may perform a red focus action, even while stressed. It's quite a wordy one. Um, it's, and I don't think the problem with it being in Republic is I don't think it's the. Um, What's the ship called now? The Lat. No, the um, the Jedi ship. Oh, or the ETA. Oh, Delta. Delta, yeah. It seems better to have her there than you would have her as a crew. Just with the rear arc thing. I mean, this is this the is rear gonna, half. Sorry, this is going to go on the Republic version of the Gauntlet, though, isn't it? This is this is what she's for. Because um, if you want to put her in a ship, in a little ship, if you've already got the option to put her in the Delta, as you said. Um, it also gives Scum 
it, but it also is limited to a red focus action um, as opposed to take an action even while stressed. So they've limited what her ability does a little bit more as well. Doesn't um, the other version of a crew do the same limit? I don't think so. I'll have a quick look. Isn't she yeah. a gunner? Is it a gunner? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, a, she is a gunner in Empire. Um, Republic? No, Republic, yeah, sorry. Republic. Like I say, it's one of them, you, you don't see it played very often. So I'm assuming it's not as good. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's 12 points, and after you execute a manoeuvre, you may spend a force and choose a friendly ship at 1 to 3 in your firing arc. If you do, it may perform a red focus action even while stressed. So yeah. it's, the, it's the same yeah. thing, but it's, it's so in your me, firing arc. That is... It's a bigger area, probably much easier to trigger, and we'd never see it play. That much that we didn't really know what it did. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you'll see this played as for that red focus action again, I think you'll see it played for boss mod. Yeah. And that's but, just something that might happen now and it's good. Yeah, and it, that, that depends on cost, because if she's the same price as, or more expensive than Maul, then you'd be like, well, I'll just put, <laughs> put Maul in, because yeah. I don't need all that extra words, thanks. I'll just have the force point. I mean, I guess it's nice if you get another ship to perform a red focus doing a... Again, it's that... Um, yeah. Trying to get that machine to work right. Yeah. Um, and then the last card. I mean, I'm quite looking forward to the Pride of Mandalore pack. It's Bo-Katan. I'm, I'm looking forward to them a lot, just because it's going to be a lot of cards for us all to try and get our yeah. heads around. Um, so Bo-Katan is, while you perform an attack, if you're range zero to one of the defender, you may reroll one attack die. Seems good. It's the Boba Fett ability. But... No, yeah. I think that's you're going to see that a lot. Yeah. Why not? Why not right. stick her on? Yeah. But she's going to cost eight points. I reckon she'll be cheaper. Maybe. maybe I think everything's this, going to come in cheap. Uh, it, it always does to make you buy the pack, the cynic says. but Jokes on yeah. them, I was going to buy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a soft mod. It's a free reroll if you're at range... One and it's attack only, it's not defense as well, so it's a little bit less busted. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's good and it's Republic or Separatist, so um, look out for that on arcs. Or I like as well that it's only the defender that it works on, you can't just be yeah. at range something and do it. Yeah, so it basically wants you to zoom into range one of something. Um, I wonder if in the world of you can't modify range zero attacks, if because this says you can reroll one attack die if you're at range zero to one of the defender, that you can attack them and reroll the dice because it says that you can. FAQ incoming. <laughs> who knows? I hate FAQs. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so that's us gone through everything that's come out. Um, it's quite a lot. Um, it looks good. What What are your overall impressions of that one, Liam? What of those two cards? No, of the everything that the Pride of Mandalore pack really is. What oh, I'm really through. excited. I am really excited about these packs, just because the amount of crew that we get in, uh, these will effectively change every list that's got a crew carrier, because it just adds a different dimension to it. So I think these are going to have a big effect on the meta. And ultimately, what we see. 
it's a it's going to be a big influential wave. I'm really mm-hmm. glad they're doing a like a. It's basically just a card pack. We don't. I don't think we've actually had a a, a card pack like this before, have we? Um, no. Um, well, we had the I mean, hot shot. We had the hot shot. Yeah. which gave us a few. But I they, mean, hot shot has had a lot in it. It had like big, big impact ones that I knew off the top of my head. It was like ZZ yeah. Clow of Resistance. Um, Numlum. Yeah. Numnum. 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 <laughs> so I just, I think the card packs are great because they can add to all sorts of factions like they have done. Make it multi-faction. I think Hot Shots and Aces was the same. Just bring out a load of new stuff without having to necessarily design new ships. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, I hope they do more of them, to be honest. I, I mean, they always said that they were going to, didn't they? Um I mean, like isn't there a, card packs. an Imperial pilot, isn't there? There's a, uh, a TIE yeah. fighter. I mean, I don't think it's very good, but it's the just... ISB Jingles. Yeah. Oh, but K2SO, just... Captain Phasma, K2SO Leia in the Falcon all came out yeah, of yeah. shots and aces. So. They can just add all sorts of things, and they're just... It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, it's a good pack, and card packs are a good thing, because... They're great for new players coming into the game who just want to to pick up a bunch of upgrades and cards and things that they can use. Um, and I believe it is going to contain the dial for a rebel fang, so you don't have to go out and buy a full scum pack. Um, you just have to source a model from somewhere. Um, thanks, Chris, for sourcing a model for me. I still need to, I still need to give him that fiver <laughs> so, and get the ship. Um, you just yeah. it for free. I know your tricks. Nah, there is... I might... Two Go things on. that have been leaked. As Are well. There? Yes. What's that? Oh, the, so the ships. We've got the Republic Z95. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Is it? No. And then, and then we've got the Rogue Class Starfighter. Oh, which yeah. Which is a Separatist and Scum double Oh, yeah. That looks cool, that. It looks very much like a hyena, doesn't it? Yeah, it's Cad Bane's ship. Oh, but okay. also the... Uh, Grievous' bodyguards use them as well. Yeah. I really so like they, the double ship packs. I do. I think they're really good value for money. Yeah. I just and, like more ships. I, I was <laughs> on, on the Z95 thing, I've got the same concerns as I have with the Y Wing packs, which is cool. I already have six Z95s and I'm going to end up with another two or one. Um, and am I going to be sad about it? But with it being Z95s, we can look forward to Oddball. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I just, it makes, literally no other pilots just shed load of oddball. Just, just oddball. Um, it, it's just a bit, it's a bit weird to me that they're releasing a Z95 that looks like it's going to be the same as a, an existing Z95 for Rebel and Scum um, into a faction that already has V wings and torrents um, yeah. as filler ships that 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 fill that gap. And I just. They, they they need to do something interesting and exciting with it, I guess. And, but I don't know what you can do with a Z ninety five that's interesting and exciting. I mean, all things are completely different than what the Rebel is. It doesn't have to be. I guess you know it could be more powerful because back in that time it was a better ship. You know what I mean? Because it could have different upgrade slots. Uh, also, you got to look at the pilots. We already know they do overlap pilots with uh, some ships as well. So imagine if say I don't know. Let me. And name some pilots for Spider Man. Yeah, so I mean, uh, 
LAAT, imagine if they put Warthog in one of these. Not is it Warthog? The one that stops people being initiative killed. Yeah, imagine if they put that in a Z95, you've then got a cheap carrier. Yeah, but you just kill it. It's hard to kill. What, with two green dice? I don't believe you. Mm. But I think... Have you ever flown against a Rebel Z95? It just dies. It's sad. Yeah, they, like, they, they explode. Yeah. Admittedly, Ben, yes, I have, but I've always tracked it as well. <laughs> They, they, they just, it just makes yourself sad when you fly. Like when me and Rich flew against each other the other week, they just, they just get one shotted. Yeah. Or, or they live forever, literally yeah, forever. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rules natural of it every single time and ends, ends the game on one shield and two hull, and everybody's <laughs> scratching their heads or dies at range three through a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no stop them though. I guess giving it more hull and shields. Shut up, Rich. I mean, they could do, and and it would be great if they did. Um, but they need to do something special with it. Yeah. Is 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 my point is that you know you've got a torrent that's got five health, and you've got yeah. a V-wing that's got four health and three greens, and you know they they can take an assortment of different actions and janky bits and yeah. modifications and stuff to to power jank machines in your list if you want to, and you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't fill me with excitement, but, you know, I'll buy one. I was going to say, I'll still buy one. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll buy one because I'll have the base plates from the pack. I'll have enough dials for Z95s already, <laughs> assuming it's the same dial from other places. Um, and then I'll have enough cards that, unless I want to run a swarm of generics, which I don't, um, then I'll be able to field, you know, two or three Republic Z95s just using the stuff I've already got. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 fine, but it's not it's not setting the world on fire. Um, I guess. Um, I guess they could put some force pilots in them or something. I don't know. It's got to be something. <laughs> Anakin, Anakin, getting a Z ninety five. Why not? You fly every other ship. It's fine, and you go. Oh, cool. Anyway, um, so there's that. The, 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 that that's the card. So the the last thing that we wanted to to talk about is we're we're all taking part, including Tim. Um, in something that's being called a trilogy tournament, um, which is a team event with teams of three, where each member of the team has to um, fly a, a list from a different um, era of Star Wars. Um, so our team um, is myself, Ben, and Tim. Um, Liam is captaining um, a jolly pirate um, gang of um, ne'er-do-wells and miscreants by the signs of things. Um, yep. So, like, Ben is going to be flying something from Rebels, um, Imperials, or Scum, um, and then myself and Tim are going to decide who's flying First Order Resistance or Republic and uh, Separatists. Um, and, yeah, it, it's looking like it's going to be good, so we'll probably just talk about that for a little bit. It's going to be interesting because um, it's been run by the Australian guys, um, so Nobby's running it, um, and he's kind of done a like a homebrew version of the rules. So it's random order after dials, but it's also, he's got like a little ban list on some cards um, as well as a few other things. So um, we need to, we need to decide what lists we're going to take by um, the day this podcast comes out. Um, so <laughs> we've got to do some chatting um, about what we're going to bring. So, but you know, I'm really looking forward to it and looking at the list of people that have signed up. It's uh, 
it's a global event. Um, so there's people from um, all across America, all across Oceania, Asia, um, as well as Europe. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, Liam, Liam, how's, how's being the captain of a team in a team event? Uh, weird. Who let uh, you do Well, so I, I got asked by three teams in total to play. Yeah, well, we were one of them. And yeah, you kind of them. offered with one of them. They just asked you because they assumed that. So I got, I got asked by three teams and I had some personal stuff going on and I was close to a breakdown, I think. So I was like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. But then things just start to work out for me. And I was like, you know what? I'll play. And then Nobby, uh, bless him, sourced two other miscreants to join Kobe Bryant's flight school. I can't believe you stole Darren's name. Well... My other team name is uh, Joseph Fritzl's Amazing Spaces, and I didn't think that'd pass. <laughs> I mean, for, for all that it's relevant, um, I, think, I think a fair amount of the Americans in the room for Kobe Bryant's Fright School went, but then decided yeah. it was just funny enough. Um, well, the fact that Kobe Bryant actually has a card in X-Wing as well. Is he? Yeah, K2B4. Okay. His number is number 24, and his initials are KB. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I could just say I'm, I'm that, but no, I'm just going the most offensive one possible. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated with how that goes. Um, I think we're going to just um, start wrapping up now. So uh, have either of you two got anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I want to do a quick shout out to is it Andre Lind of Launch Bay because mm-hmm. he re well he remodelled his app and it's beautiful. Yeah, Launch Bay is my favourite. I love Launch. Bay. Uh, hardly ever. the only time I touch Yasby is um, the podcast with you guys and how quickly look something up. Not that I've got anything against it. I just prefer. Launch Bay. I think I don't think he gets enough credit for the app or anything. The app's brilliant. Yeah. It's it's yeah, Yasby for Yasby for the desktop and launch bay for the phone, I think is my is my preference. I use launch, bay, launch Bay has a web page now as well. But that, that means change, Liam, and I fear change. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't you work in change management? So <laughs> feel fail to see where that means That's I have to enjoy it. Because he knows what can happen. <laughs> Just like you walk into it. Like Rich's office, and all you hear is screaming from one room, and that's just Rich just dealing with his day to day job. No, that's that, that's just because somebody's been introduced to Darren. Um. <laughs> how, do, how do they introduce him to the new starters? Do you like walk him into a room, and he's there no, like a collector? No, we, do, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't introduce him to the new starters. Um, he works on a project with um, about six other people who know what he's like, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> It's all fine. Everything's fine. Um, so you know what? <laughs> when Witch wasn't recorded, he said he was a bit upset that Darren was really good at his job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I'm not upset. I'm quite happy because it means that my job gets easier when the people <laughs> that I work with are good at the job. But um, yeah, no, he's um, he is. Uh, in in fairness, he's he's good at what he does. Um, in in all senses of the word, so he's good at winding people up, um, and he's also good at um, doing the the job he does for us. So, um, 
Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Andre Lind and uh, also to Rathos as well for, for Yasby. Um, people that put stuff in to keep the community ticking for free um, deserve a lot of credit. Um, and if you can afford to, um, drop them um, a little bit of Patreon or a donation or whatever. Um, the same for Tabletop TO as well. We used to mention this a lot, but our, um, our community would have fallen over um, an awful lot faster. Um, and, and a long time ago, um, if it wasn't for these um, for these guys putting an awful lot of, of work in for free, because um, they don't expect anything out of it. Um, so, yeah. Um, cool. Thank you for that one. Uh, ben, have you got any shout outs? Not as such, but I just want to say anyone who's in our area, that on the 25th of this month, so it's basically the last Tuesday of every month, we're going to be running events at um, Element on a Tuesday, like we used to, just little shorter rounds but just like so people can get used to that sort of environment so anyone is welcome the probably uh, prizes regarding that can you also take a laptop so i can play remotely no oh okay then that was easy to solve but, but you get to play in board and brum every weekend so or every month you get a little tournament there so you know which we don't get so i mean you are invited all the time I know, but I know, we're always but... set that you're there. I know, it's far away yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so um, that's three one-hour rounds, isn't it? Kind of starts yeah. about at seven, and um, we kind of rattle through and get done by, like, have to be done by half ten, because that's when they kick us out. So, um, yeah. And, yeah, we've sorted out some prizes, so they'll be turning up soon, and they look really good as well. So, um, cool, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, again, it's when it's on, though, there isn't much faffing in between. It's literally games next yeah. yeah, but again, it's just if you want a, more of a tournament setting to practice a list rather than racking up. But again, yes, it's last Tuesday of every month. Hopefully, it, hopefully, it doesn't get too serious where people start building lists that are good in one hours but would lose in yeah. the last fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> swarm. Um, what, sorry, droid swarm. Yeah, br- br- I mean, I, 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 I brought a droid swarm because I was practicing it at the time, and I, you can lose game in a droid. Yeah, they it's lose. Fine. Cool. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to mention was that Alex Watkins, um, his raffle is still um, up for people to buy tickets, um, and I know that a lot of people have um, already in in the initial splurge. Um, put an awful lot of money into it, and he's got an awful lot more prizes and cool stuff turned up as well. Um, so. Um, I think last time I checked, he was like some absurd amount of money, like nearly seven thousand pound or more than that, or something. So, um, it's brilliant and it's fa- it's fascinating to see um what the community is capable of doing um when we put our minds to it. So, um, yeah, those tickets are still um for those raffle tickets are still for sale, and the draw itself, just as a reminder, will be done on the same weekend as the Sith Ticker Open. Um, so, um, there's about a month left um before. Uh, the, the the tickets will go down and that's the only other thing that I wanted to mention so uh, any shout outs from Ben other than the ones we've already done or is that us done? No that's it for now I guess I just cool. uh, look forward to seeing everyone again when we start playing. yeah that'll be good uh, Liam anything other than Boarding Brum? Uh, so naturally Boarding Brum but I'm going to shout out Jason Denton as well of Enigma War Gaming, who uh, did his, is it what, 12 Days of Christmas? Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. I wouldn't signed, have up to, 
signed up to his Patreon on the uh, advice of our producer Tim King, and then I won the next day. So, <laughs> uh, Jason will be painting me a lovely separatist yellow fire spray. So I haven't got enough. Another of fire spray. <laughs> yeah. A fire spray for every occasion. Cool. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, that's us done then. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again next week, hopefully with a little bit more information um, and some more hype about the, the Sith Taker Open. Um, so it's then a goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Ben. Uh, bye, Ben. Bye. Uh, bye. And a goodbye from Liam. Turtles, have a really average New Year, people. <laughs> Set expectations where they need to be set. <laughs>